0: Tuesday, oh boy, oh boy, (laughs) it's Tuesday morning, 8.30, doing this recording before work, for issues entirely of my own making, I wasn't, uh, well I had a guest on Sunday morning, couldn't record, and then didn't Sunday night after book club, and didn't yesterday after a recording, and can't tonight so we're doing it now part of me feels afraid of dropping back into this very emotional moment um, because it I was quite upset while reading last time and it's early and I have to work today um, we're not going to quite finish Job but um, we'll get closer to the end um, uh, Chapter. this is chapter 8 Bill Dodd is responding to Job Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, How long will you say such things? Your word are a blustering wind. Does God pervert justice? Does the Almighty pervert what is right? When your children sinned against him, he gave them over to the penalty of their sins. And if you will look to God and plead with the Almighty, if you are pure and upright, even now he will rouse himself on your behalf and restore you to your rightful place. Your beginning will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. Ask the former generations and find out what their fathers learned. For we were born only yesterday and know nothing, and our days on earth are but a shadow. I'm going to turn my mic volume down. There's a bunch of noise outside. Ask the former generations and find out what their fathers learned. For we were born only yesterday and know nothing, and our days on earth are but a shadow. Will they not instruct you and tell you? Will they not bring forth words from their understanding? Can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Can reeds thrive without water? While still growing and uncut they wither more quickly than grass. Such is the such is the delivery of all who forget God; so perish the hope of all the godless. What he trusts in is fragile; what he relies on is a spider's web. What leans on his web but it gives way; what he clings to it but it does not hold. He leans on his web, but it gives way. He clings to it, but it does not hold. He is like a well-watered plant in the sunshine, spreading its shoots over the garden. It entwines its roots around a pile of rocks and looks for a place among the stones. But when it is torn from its spot, that place disowns it and says, I never saw you. Surely its life withers away, and from the soil other plants grow. "'Surely God does not reject a blameless man "'or strengthen the hand of the hands of evildoers. "'He will yet fill your mouth with laughter "'and your lips with shouts of joy. "'Your enemies will be clothed in shame, "'and the tents of the wicked will be no more.'" Then Job replied, "'Indeed, I know that is true, "'but how can a mortal be righteous before God, "'the one wished to dispute with him? "'He could not answer him one time out of a thousand. "'His wisdom is profound, his power is vast.'" Who has resisted him and come out unscathed? He moves mountains without their knowing it and overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillars tremble. He speaks to the sun and it does not shine. He seals off the light of the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He is the maker of the bear and Orion, the Pleiades, and the constellations of the south. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. Miracles that cannot be counted. When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. If he snatches away, who can stop him? Who can say to him, what are you doing? God does not restrain his anger. Even the cohorts of Rahab cowered at his feet. How then can I dispute with him? How can I find words to argue with him? Though I were innocent, I could not answer him. I could only plead with my judge for mercy. Even if I summoned him and he responded, I do not believe he would give me a hearing. He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wounds for no reason. He would not let me regain my breath but would overwhelm me with misery. If it is a matter of strength he is mighty. And if it is a matter of justice who will summon him? Even if I were innocent my mouth could condemn me. If I were blameless, if I were blameless it would per- If I were blameless, it would pronounce me guilty. Although I am blameless, I have no concern for myself. I despise my own life. It is all the same. That is why I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When a scourge brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, he blindfolds its judges. If it is not he, then who is it? Yeah, got to agree, Job. My days are swifter than a runner. They fly away without a glimpse of joy. They skim past like boats of papyrus, like eagles swooping down on their prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will change my expression and smile. I still dread all my sufferings, for I know you will not hold me innocent since I am already found guilty. Why should I struggle in vain? Even if I washed myself with soap and my hands with washing soap, you would plunge me into a slime pit So that even my clothes would detest me. He is not a man like me that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. If only there were someone to arbitrate us, to lay his hand upon us both, someone to remove God's rod from me, so that his terror would frighten me no more, then I would speak up without fear of him, but as it now stands with me, I cannot. I loathe my very life, therefore I will give free rein to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me, but tell me what charges you have against me. Does it please you to oppress me to spurn the work of your hands while you smile on the schemes of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see as a mortal sees? Are your days like those of a mortal or are, or your years like those of a man? that you must search out my faults and probe after my sin, though you know that I am not guilty and that no one can rescue me from your hand. Your hand shaped me and made me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Remember that you molded me like clay. Will you now turn me to dust again? Do you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese, clothe me me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinew? You give me life and showed me kindness, and in your providence watched over my spirit. But this is what you concealed in your heart, and I know that this was in your mind. If I sinned, you would be watching me, and you would not let my offense go unpunished. If I am guilty, woe to me. Even if I am innocent, I cannot lift my head, for I am full of shame and drowned in my affliction. If I hold my head high, you stalk me like a lion, and again display your awesome power against me. "'You bring new witness against me "'and increase your anger toward me. "'Your forces come against me wave upon wave. "'Why then did you bring me out of the womb? "'I wish I had died before any eye saw me. "'If only I had never come into being "'or had been carried straight from the womb to the grave. "'Are not my few days almost over? "'Turn away from me so I can have a moment's joy "'before I go to the place of no return, "'to the land of gloom and deep shadow.' To the land of deepest night, of deep shadow and disorder, where even the light is like darkness. So far the Naham, the Namathite, replied: Are all these works to go unanswered? Are all these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Will, you, will your idle talk reduce men to silence? Will no one rebuke you when you mock? You say to God, My beliefs are flawless, and I am pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God would speak, that he would open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom is two sides. Know this, God has even forgotten some of your sins. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you prove the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths of the grave. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in prison and convenes a court, who can oppose him? Surely he recognizes deceitful men, and when he sees evil, does he not take note? But a witless man can no more become wise than a wild donkey's colts can be born a man. Yet if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, if you put away the sin that is in your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then you will lift up your face without shame you will stand firm without trouble you will stand firm and without fear you will surely forget your trouble recalling it only as waters gone by life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning you will be secure because there is hope you will look about you and take your rest in safety you will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favor but the eyes of the wicked will fail and escape will elude them and hope will become a dying grasp then job replied doubtless you are the people and wisdom will die with you but i have a mind as well as you i am not inferior to you who does not know who does not know all these things i have become a laughingstock to my friends though i called upon god and he answered a mere laughingstock though righteous and blameless Men at ease have contempt for misfortune, as the fate of those whose feet are slipping, their tents of marauders are undisturbed, and those who provoke God are secure, those who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals, and they will teach you, or the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, or let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words and the tongue tastes food? Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? To God belong wisdom and power, counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt. The man he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, there is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate the land. To him belong strength and victory, both deceived and deceiver are his. He leads counselors away, stripped, and makes fools of judges. He takes off the shackles put on by kings and ties a loincloth around their waist. He leads priests away, stripped, and overthrows men long established. He silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness, and brings deep shadows into the light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He sends them wandering through a trackless waste. They grope in the darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. My eyes have seen all this. My ears have heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you. But I desire to speak with the Almighty and to argue my case with God. You, however, smear me with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. If only you would be altogether silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Hear now my argument. Listen to the plea of my lips. Will you speak wickedly on God's behalf? Will you speak deceitfully for him? Will you show him partiality? Will you argue the case For God. Would it turn out well if he examined you? Could you deceive him as you deceive men? He would surely rebuke you if you secretly showed partiality. Would not his splendor terrify you? Would not the dread of him fall on you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Keep silent and let me speak. Then let come to me what may. Why do I put myself in jeopardy and take my life in my hands? Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him I will surely defend His ways, my ways to his face. Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance, for no godless man would dare come before him. Listen carefully to my words, let your ears take in what I say. Now that I have prepared my case, I know I will be vindicated. Can anyone bring charges against me? If so, I will be silent and die. Only grant me these two things, O God. And then I will not hide from you. Withdraw your hand far from me, and stop frightening me with your terrors. Then summon me, and I will answer, or let me speak, and you reply. How many wrongs and sins have I committed? Show me my offense and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you torment a windblown leaf? Will you chase a dry chaff? For you write down bitter things against me and make me inherit the sins of my youth. You fasten my feet in shackles. You keep close watch on all my paths by putting marks on the soles of my feet. So man wastes away like something rotten, like a garment eaten by moths. Man born of woman is is of few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away, like a fleeting shadow he does not endure. Do you fix your eyes on such a one? Will you bring him before your judgment? Who can bring what is pure from impure? From the impure, no one. Man's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. So look away from him and let him alone till he is put in his time like a hired man. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again and its new shoots will not fall. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. But man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. As water disappears from the sea or a river bed becomes parched and dry, so man lies down and does not rise. till the heavens are no more. Men will not awake or be roused from their sleep. If only you would hide me in the grave and conceal me till your anger has passed. If only you would set me a time and then remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my hard service I will wait for my renewal to come. You will call, and I will answer you. You will long for the creature your hands have made. Surely then you will count my steps, but not keep track of my sin. My fence will be sealed up in a bag. You will cover over my sin. But as a mountain erodes and crumbles, and as a rock is moved from place to place, and as a rock is moved from its place, as water wears away stones and turrets wash away the soil, so you destroy man's hope. You overpower him once for all, and he is gone. You change his countenance and send him away. If his sons are honored, he does not know it. If they are brought low, he does not see it. He feels but the pain of his own body and mourns only for himself. The the proactivity. I would like to bring my own case to God, as opposed to I guess you get to the curly curly gates, uh, the pearly gates. And Peter is there, is it Peter? And uh, he reads you a list, or he judges you, he says, you go this way, you go that way. And um, making a demand of the Lord. Bringing the receipts. And Job is justified in this. As we discussed last week. Are we all justified in this? Bringing our cases before God? Does God care enough to hear our cases? Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance for no godless man would dare come before him. Chapter 15, Then Eliphaz, the Temanite, replied, Would a wise man answer with empty notions or fill his belly with the hot east wind? Would he argue with useless words, with speeches that have no value? But you even undermine piety and hinder devotion to God. Your sin prompts your mouth. You adopt the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not mine. Your own lips testify against you. Are you the first man ever born? Were you brought forth before the hills? Do you listen in on God's counsel? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What insights do you have that we do not have? The gray-haired and the aged are on our side, men even older than your father. Are God's consolations not enough for you? Words spoken gently to you. Why has your heart carried you away and why do your eyes flash so that you vent your rage against God and pour out such words from your mouth? What is man that he could be pure or one born of woman that he could be righteous? If God places no trust in his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less man who is vile and corrupt, who drinks up evil like water? Listen to me and I will explain to you. Let me tell you what I have seen, what wise men have declared, hiding nothing received from their fathers, to whom alone the land was given, when no alien passed among them. All his days the wicked man suffers torment, the ruthless through all the years stored up for him. Terrifying sounds fill his ears, when all seems well, marauders attack him. He despairs of escaping the darkness, he is marked for the sword, he wanders about, food vultures he knows that the day of darkness is at hand distress and anguish fill him with terror they overwhelm him like a king poised to attack because he shakes his fist at god he vaunts himself against the almighty defiantly charging against him with a thick strong shield though his face is covered with fat his waist bulges with flesh he will inhabit ruined towns and houses where no one lives houses crumble to rubble He will no longer be rich, and his wealth not endure, nor will his possessions spread over the land. He will not escape the darkness. A flame will wither his shoots, and the breath of God's mouth will carry him away. Let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. For his time he will be paid in full, and his branches will not flourish. He will be like a vine stripped of its unripe grapes, like an olive tree shredding its blossoms. For the company of the godless will be barren. And fire will consume the tents of those who love bribes. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb fashions deceit. Then Job replied, I have heard many things like these miserable comforters. Are you all? Will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails you that you keep on arguing? I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I can make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you. But my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. Yet if I speak, my pain is not relieved, and if I refrain, it does not go away. Surely, O God, you have worn me out. You have devastated my entire household. You have bound me, and it has become a witness. My gauntiness rises up and testifies against me. God assails me and tears me in his anger and gnashes his teeth at me. My opponent fastens on me his piercing eyes. Men open their mouths to jeer at me. They strike my cheek in scorn and unite together against me. God has turned me over to evil men and thrown me into the clutches of the wicked. All was well with me, but he shattered me. He seized me by the neck and crushed me. He made me his target. His archers surrounded me without pity. He pierces my kidneys and spills my gall on the ground. Again and again, he bursts upon me. He rushes at me like a warrior. I have sewed sackcloth over my skin and buried my brow in the dust. My face is red with weeping. Deep shadows ring my eyes. Yet my hands have been free of violence, and my prayer is pure. O earth, do not cover my blood. May my cry never be laid to rest. Even now my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. My intercessor is my friend. As my eyes pour out tears to God, on behalf of a man he pleads with God, as a man pleads for his friend. Only a few years will pass before I go on the journey of no return. My spirit is broken. My days are cut short. The grave awaits me. Surely mockers surround me. My eyes must dwell on their hostility. Give me, O God, the pledge you demand. Who else will put up security for me? You have closed their minds to understanding. Therefore, you will not let them triumph. If a man denounces his friends for reward, the eyes of his children will fail. God has made me a byword to everyone. A man in whose face people spit. His eyes have grown dim with grief. My whole frame is but a shadow. Upright men are appalled at this. The innocent are roused against the ungodly. Nevertheless, the righteous will hold to their ways, and those with clean hands will grow stronger. But come on, all of you try again. I will not find a wise man among you. My days have passed. My plans are shattered. And so are the desires of my heart. Then men turn night into day. In the face of darkness, they say, light is near. If the only home I hope for is the grave, if I spread out my bed in darkness, if I say to corruption, you are my father, and to the worm, my mother or my sister, where then is my hope? Who can see any hope for me? Who can see any hope for me? Will it go down to the gates of death? Will we descend together into the dust? So I don't want to waste time trying to flip back, but I believe these are... These are Job's friends that he is confiding in and trying to consult with in his moment of crisis. I understand that he is not receptive to their, their feedback, <laughs> to their messaging. Um, some of them have been nicer than others, trying to convince him um, that it's going to be okay, but I wouldn't listen either if the Lord had had done this to me. We're also a little over halfway done. The Bible. <laughs> Can you believe it? Chapter 18, Then Bildad the Shuhai replied, When will you end these speeches? <laughs> exactly right. That is exactly the right response for our melodramatic Job. But, I mean trust me i i relate i relate so hard to job i'm really like i also like to give dramatic speeches when i'm feeling wronged on my i think there's potentially one one specific listener is going to know exactly what i'm talking about i love the dramatic speeches okay when will your when will you end these speeches be sensible and then we can talk why are we regarded as cattle and considered stupid in your sight You who tear yourself to pieces in your anger, is the earth to be abandoned for your sake? Or must the rocks be removed from their place? The lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. The flame of his fire stops burning. The light in his tent becomes dark. The lamp beside him goes out. The vigor of his step is weakened. His own schemes throw him down. His feet thrust him into a net, and he wanders into its mesh. A trap seizes him by the heel. A snare holds him fast. A noose is hidden for him on the ground, a trap lies in his path. Terrors startle him on every side, and his dog every step. Calamity is hungry for him. Disaster is ready for him when he falls, it eats away parts of his skin. Death's firstborn devours his limbs. He is torn from the security of his tent and marched off to the king of terrors fire resides in his tent. "'Burning sulfur is scattered over his dwelling. "'His roots dry up below and his branches wither above. "'The memory of him perishes from the earth. "'He has no name in the land. "'He is driven from light into darkness "'and is banished from the world. "'He has no offspring or descendants among his people, "'no survivor where once he lived. "'Men of the West are appalled at his fate. "'Men of the East are seized with horror. "'Surely such is the dwelling of an evil man.' Such is the place of one who knows not God. Then Job replied, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? Ten times now you have reproached me. Shamelessly you attacked me. If it is true that I have gone astray, my errors remain my concern alone. If indeed you would exalt yourselves above me and use my humiliation against me, then know that God has wronged me and drawn his net around me. Though I cry, I've been wronged, I get no response; though I cry for help, there is no justice. He has blocked my way so I cannot pass; he has shrouded my path in darkness. He has stripped me of my honor and removed the crown from my head. He tears me down on every side till I am gone. He up roots my hope like a tree his anger burns against me he counts me among his enemies his troop advance in force they build a siege ramp against me and encamp around my tent he has alienated my brothers from me my acquaintances are completely estranged from me my kinsmen have gone away my friends have forgotten me my guests and my maidservants count me as a stranger they look upon me as an alien i summon my servant but he does not answer though i beg him with my own mouth my breath is offensive to my Wife, I am loathsome to my own brothers. Even the little boys scorn me. When I appear, they ridicule me. All my intimate friends detest me. Those I love have turned against me. I am nothing but skin and bones. I have escaped with only the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me, my friends, have pity. For the hand of God has struck me. Why do you pursue me as God does? Will you ever get enough of my flesh? Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead, or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. If you say, How we will hound him, since the root of the trouble lies in him. You should fear the sword yourselves, for wrath will bring punishment by the sword, and then you will know that there is judgment. Then no far the Na ma replied. My troubled thoughts prompt me to answer because I, oh, I wish that... Maybe I can get my friends to read this with me. Maybe we can redo Job with different voices I'll play Job if you're listening if you want to do one send me a chapter and I'll drop it in it'll be good okay anyway then so far the Nahathite replied my troubled thoughts prompt me to answer because I am greatly disturbed word I hear a rebuke that dishonors me and my understanding inspires me to reply surely you know how it has been of old Ever since man was placed on the earth, that the mirth of the wicked is brief. The joy of the godless lasts but a moment, though his pride reaches to the heavens and his head touches the clouds. He will perish forever, like his own dung, and those who have seen him will say, Where is he? Like a dream he flies away, no more to be found, banished like a vision of the night. The eye that saw him will not see him again his place will look on him no more his children must make amends to the poor his own hands must give back his wealth the youthful vigor that fills his bone will lie with him in the dust though evil is sweet in his mouth and he hides it under his tongue and though he cannot bear it bear to let it go he, and keeps it in his mouth yet his food will turn sour in his stomach It will become the venom of serpents within him. He will spit out the riches he swallowed. God will make his stomach vomit them up. He will suck the poison of serpents. The fangs of an adder will kill him. He will not enjoy the streams, the rivers flowing with honey and cream. What he toiled for he must give back uneaten. He will not enjoy the profit from his trading, for he has oppressed the poor and left them destitute. He has seized houses he did not build. Surely... He will have no respite from his craving. He cannot save himself by his treasure. Nothing is left for him to devour. His prosperity will not endure, and the mindset of his plenty, distress will overtake him. The full force of misery will come upon him when he has filled his belly. God will vent his burning anger against him and rain down his blows upon him. Though he flees from an iron weapon. "'A bronze-tipped arrow pierces him. "'He pulls it out of his back, "'the gleaming point out of his liver. "'Terrors will come over him, "'and total darkness lies in wait for his treasures. "'A fire unfanned will consume him "'and devour what is left in his tent. "'The heavens will expose his guilt. "'The earth will rise up against him. "'A flood will carry off his house, "'Rushing waters, on the day of God's wrath. "'Such is the fate God allots the wicked.' the heritage appointed for them by God. Then Job replied, Listen carefully to my words. Let this be the consolation you give me. Bear with me while I speak after I have spoken. Mock on. Is my complaint directed to man? Why should I not be impatient? Look at me and be astonished. Clap your hand over your mouth. When I think about this, I am terrified. Trembling seizes my body. Why do the wicked live on? growing old and increasing in power. They see their children established around them, their offspring before their eyes. Their homes are safe and free from fear. The rod of God is not upon them. Their bulls never fail to breed. Their cows calve calve and do not miscarry. They send forth their children as a flock. Their little ones dance about. They sing to the music of tambourine and harp. They make merry to the sounds of... To the sound of the flute, they spend their years in prosperity and go down to the grave in peace. Yet they say to God, leave us alone. We have no desire to know your ways. Who is the Almighty that we should serve him? What would we gain by praying to him? So their prosperity is not in their own hands. So they stand aloof from the counsel of the wicked. Yet how often is the lamp of the wicked snuffed out? How often does calamity come upon them? the fate God allots in his anger. How often are they like straw before the wind, like chaff swept away by a gale? Is it said God stores up a man's punishment for his sons. Let him repay the man himself so that he will know it. Let his own eyes see his destruction. Let him drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what does he care about the family he leaves behind when when his allotted months come to an end? Can anyone, can anyone teach knowledge to God since he judges even the highest? One man dies in full vigor, completely secure and at ease, his body well nourished, his bones rich with marrow. Another man dies in bitterness of soul, never having enjoyed anything good. Side by side they lie in the dust, and worms cover them both. I know full well what you are thinking, the schemes by which you would wrong me. You say, where now is the great man's house, the tents where wicked men lived? Have you never questioned those who travel? Have you paid no regard to their accounts, that the man is spared from the day of calamity, that he is delivered from the day of wrath? Who denounces his conduct to his face? Who repays him for what he has done? He is carried to the grave, and watch is kept over his tomb. The soil in the valley is sweet to him. All men follow after him, and a countless throng a countless thong goes before No <laughs> it is throng. <laughs> Sorry, it's too early for pervert doc where was I (laughs) so sorry this is so serious too the soil in the valley is sweet to him and all men follow after him and a countless throng goes before him so how can you console me with your nonsense nothing is left of your answers but falsehood then Eliphaz the Temanite replied can a man be of benefit to god can even a wise man benefit him would ple- what pleasure would it give the almighty if you were righteous what would he gain if your ways were blameless it is for your piety that he rebukes you and brings charges is it for your piety that he rebukes you and brings charges against you is not your wickedness great are not your sins endless you demand security from your brothers for no reason. You stripped men of their clothing, leaving them naked. You gave no water to the weary, and you withheld food from the hungry. Though you were a powerful man owning land, an honored man living on it, when you sent windows away empty-handed and broke the strength of the fatherless, that is why snares are all around you, and why sudden perils terrify you, why it is so dark you cannot see, and why a flood of water covers you. It is not is not god in the height is not god in the heights of heaven you see how lofty are the highest stars yet you say what does god know does he judge through such darkness thick clouds veil him so he does not see us as he goes about in the vaulted heavens will you keep to an old path that evil men have trod they were carried off before their time their foundations their foundations washed away by a flood they said to god leave me alone What can the Almighty do to us? Yet it was he who filled their houses with good things. So I stand aloof from the counsel of the wicked. The righteous see their ruin and rejoice. The innocent mock them, saying, Surely our foes are destroyed, and fire devours their wealth. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust, your gold of Ophir in the rocks to the rocks and the ravines, then the Almighty will be your gold. The choice is silver for you. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and will lift up your face to God. You will pray to Him and He will hear you. And you will fulfill your vows. What you decide on will be done. And light will shine on your ways. What men are brought low, and you say, lift them up. Then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Then Job replied, Even today my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would find out what he would answer me and consider what he should say or what he would say. Would he oppose me with great power? No, he would not press charges against me. There an upright man could present his case before him and I would be delivered forever from my judge. But if I go to the east, he is not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he is at work in the north, I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him, but he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to this way without turning aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread, but he stands alone But he stands alone, and who can oppose him? He does whatever he pleases. He carries out his decree against me, and many such plans he still has in store. This is why I am terrified before him. When I think of all this, I fear him. God has made me heart faint. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. Yet I am not silenced by the darkness, by the thick darkness that covers my face. Why does the Almighty not set times for judgment? why must those who know him look in vain for such days men move boundary stones they pasture flocks they have stolen they drive away the orphan's donkey and take the widow's ox in pledge they thrust the needy from the path and force all the poor of the landing of the land into hiding like wild donkeys in the desert the poor go about their labor of foraging food the wasteland provides food for their children they gather fodder in the fields and glean in the vineyards of the wicked Lay uh, lacking clothes, they spend the night naked, and they have nothing to cover themselves in the cold. They are drenched by mountain rains, and hug the rocks for lack of shelter. The fatherless child is snatched from the breast, the infant of the poor is seized for a debt. Lacking clothes, they go about naked. They carry the sheaths, but still go hungry. They crush olive oils among the terraces. They tread the wine presses, yet suffer thirst. The groans of the dying rise from the city, and the souls of the wounded cry out for help. But God charges no one with wrongdoing. There are those who rebel against the light, who do not know its ways or stay in its paths. When daylight is gone, the murderer rises up and kills the poor and needy. In the night he seals forth like a thief. The eye of the adulterer watches for dusk. He thinks, no eye will see me, and he keeps his face concealed. In the dark, men break into houses, but by day they shut themselves in. They want nothing to do with the light. For all of them, deep darkness is their morning. They make friends with the terrors of darkness. Yet they are foam on the surface of the water. Their portion of the land is cursed, so that no one goes to the vineyards. And heat and drought snatch away the melted snow, so the grave snatches away those who have sinned. The womb forgets them, and the worm feasts on them. Evil men are no longer remembered, but are broken like a tree. They prey on the barren and childless women, and to the widow show no kindness. But God drags away the mighty by his power. Though they become established, they have no assurance of life. He may let them rest in a feeling of security, but his eyes are on their ways. For a little while they are exalted, and then they are gone. They are brought low and gathered up like all others. They are cut off like the heads of grain. They are cut off like heads of grain. If this is not so, who can prove me false and reduce my words to nothing? Then Bildad the Shuhite replied, Dominion and awe belong to God. He establishes order in the heights of heaven. Can his forces be numbered? Upon whom does his light not rise? How then can a man be righteous before God? How can one born of woman be pure? If even the moon is not bright and the stars are not pure in his eyes, how much less man, who is but a maggot, a son of man, who is only a worm? Then Job replied, How you have helped the powerless, how you have saved the arm that is feeble, What advice you have offered to one without wisdom, and what great insight you have displayed. Who has helped you utter these words, and whose spirit spoke from your mouth? The dead are in deep anguish, those beneath the waters and all that live in them. Death is naked before God. Destruction lies uncovered. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. He wraps up the waters in his clouds. Yet the clouds do not burst under their weight. He covers the face of the moon, spreading his clouds over it. He marks out the horizon on the face of the waters for a boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of the heavens quake, aghast at his rebuke. But his power he churned up the sea. By his wisdom he cut Rahab to pieces. But as by his breath the skies become fair. His hand pierced the gliding serpent, and those are but the outer fringe of his work. Of his works, how faint the whisper we hear of him. Who then can understand the thunder of his power? This is chapter 26, Job's reply, Um, starting with how have you helped the powerless? Someone just buzzed my apartment twice and I I lost my place. Um, And I'm not sure if I just read that. So just want to say. Now we're on chapter 27. And Job continued his discourse. As surely as God lives, who has denied me justice the Almighty, who has made me taste bitterness of soul as long as I have live, have life within me, The God, the breath of God in my nostrils. My lips will not speak wickedness, and my tongue will utter no deceit. I will never admit you are in the right till I die. I will not deny my integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long as I live. May my enemies be like the wicked, my adversaries like the unjust. For what hope has the godless when he is cut off, when God takes away his life? Does God listen to his cry when distress comes upon him? Will he find delight in the Almighty? Will he call upon God at times? I will teach you about the power of God, the ways of the Almighty. However many his children, their fate is the sword. His offspring will never have enough to eat. The plague will bury those who survive him, and their widows will not weep for them. "'Though he heaps up up silver like dust "'and clothes like piles of clay. "'What he lays up the righteous will wear "'and the innocent will divide his silver. "'The house he builds is like a moth's cocoon, "'like a hut made by a watchman. "'He lies down wealthy but will do so no more. "'When he opens his eyes, all is gone. "'Terrors overtake him like a flood. "'A tempest snatches him away in the night. "'The east wind carries him off and he is gone. "'It sweeps him out of his place.' It hurls itself against him without mercy as he flees headlong from its power. It claps its hands in derision and hisses out of his place. So that's only, um, by the time I edit, probably 45 minutes, Um, but I have to go to work and I'm also out of the zone because someone just buzzed my apartment twice and I thought it was grocery delivery, but it was just random people We're going to finish there that was the end of Job chapter 27 we'll pick up with Job chapter 28 next week and um, we'll finish Job next week and that might we might just finish next week Or I may push I may push to finish if needed. And then we can start Psalms in two weeks. <clears throat> uh, let go and let God.